Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, last week, uh, filmmaker and UFO investigator Jeremy Corbell uh, appeared on the Russell Brand show uh, online. I'll leave a link for all these things so you can check it out for yourself. And uh, basically, he made some statements uh, that uh, he knows for absolutely certain, basically, that uh, there's a reverse engineering program ongoing uh, for that is uh, basically reverse engineering extraterrestrial technology. Uh, Joe Mergia, the uh, also known as the UFO guy, he's a, an influencer online. Has a uh, talk, you know he talks about UFOs all the time. He had a tweet about this where he actually uh, provided a partial transcript of what uh, Jeremy Corbell was saying, and I'm going to go through this. Uh, Joe says himself says, "Wow, huge claims." Share this far and wide. I'll do my best to get other folks to confirm it, confirm if this info is accurate. And anyway, here's a partial transcript from things that Corbell was saying, was telling to uh, Russell Brand last week. He says, I know for certain, and it has been proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we have full, intact craft and machines that we've been trying to reverse engineer. As I've said before, and this is uh, Joe Mergia saying, says this he says I've, as i've said before i was fortunate to meet one of the whistleblowers last summer and i hope everybody else gets the same privilege if they go if they go public that person is extremely sharp so good luck to the debunkers in trying to discredit them and anyway corbell continuing with corbell's uh comments he says and i'll just say it man these machines they're not from here whoever built these appear to be a non-human intelligence i know for certain that there have been limited comms or communications with whoever these builders, we'll just call them occupants or builders of these craft, are. Now, are we being told the truth when we've had these communications with these builder, builders or occupants, right? And that I have no idea. How could I possibly know? But I do know that we have reverse engineering exploitation programs for non-terrestrial technology, and I have brought forward witnesses. I have brought forward witnesses publicly as well as privately i've brought witnesses forward so within government people know who they are and i will be bringing a lot more people forward that have actually worked on these technologies verified bona fide no mystery they've been part of these reverse engineering saps or special access programs so look man it's happening and according to joe mergia uh the implications uh if According to the uh, Corbell, excuse me, the implications, if we have had contact for a long durational period, maybe we can't trust those we've had contact with. That's a big deal. And Corbell also says, according to uh, Mergia, that the reason for the secrecy is that this tech can be weaponized and be used by an adversary against us. Okay, so there, that's a lot of stuff he says there. and I want to talk about all these things. For one thing, you know, like I say stuff like this all the time. I, I I know that you know our government is reverse engineering. I just know it. I know it just like I know that there's polar bear, polar bears out there and and tigers in the jungle and 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 sharks in the sea. You know, I, just like I know those things. I know that there's a reverse engineering program ongoing uh, with uh, alien technology. There just has to be. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, there's enough evidence out there. There's been enough documentation. Uh, to prove that UFOs is a thing, and there's all, we also know that they've been covering this up for a long time. So obviously, there's a reason for the cover-up. Now, again, like I've always talked about it before, I even get, go further on this. You know, 
like you know I, I I've said this before like every now and then I, I you know it depends on you know how I feel at a certain point right uh, like right right there was a time when I used to say it was uh, the reason for the cover-up is because they're trying to reverse engineer this right and then I changed my my thoughts on that over time to well it's probably because of the the panic that would ensue because they just don't have any answers about what these visitors are up to right and i i had that stance for a long time as as a lot of people who listen to uh my podcast who've been listening to my podcast for a while now know that and now more recently i've changed back to this reverse engineering you know that's the biggest reason the reverse engineering um you know and that's what it is i think that is what it is it's because of the uh, they're reverse engineering this stuff and they and they're afraid that if it gets into the wrong hand I mean they want to keep it quiet because uh, you know if if another enemy country where they you know get access to this then you know whoever I mean it's obvious what happens whoever uh, masters this alien technology first right uh, is going to end up controlling the world will have the ability basically to control the world. Uh, so I, I I believe that that's the main reason. But again, at the same time, I I don't I I, I just can't understand the reason for this long time cover up. I mean, at the same time, you know, we don't have to know what's going on behind the scenes, right? We don't have to know the ins and outs of of what they're learning in their during the you know reverse engineering process. That's okay. I, I get that. That's understandable. Totally, totally understandable. But we can at least, at the very least, we can get like a uh, you know some confirmation. Yeah, there's an extraterrestrial presence here. Uh, you know, and w w maybe they know more of what they're up to. You know, or even if they don't know what, what no matter what, they could they could let us know these things those kind of things we don't need to know you know what what they've learned or exactly how these machines work they can give us like a a general explanation for how these flying saucers and other alien uh, contraptions operate right they could give us a, in generalities they could provide that but i mean yeah we don't need to know everything you know for for the because of the the concerns with uh uh you know reverse engineering and and the idea that possibly some enemy country or you know unfriendly countries unfriendly people in the world might get uh hold of technology like this and then use it against us i i understand all that that all, that that completely makes sense but this cover-up needs to end at the same time i mean this is nonsense i mean we have a whole bunch of the, the mainstream media we have debunkers running around you know acting like useful idiots uh, at the same time, luckily, we do have people like Jeremy Corbell and, and George Knapp, like people I talk about all the time, Lou Elizondo, you know, that, have, that are trying to get this stuff out to the public, Christopher Mellon, uh, trying to study these things, like scientists like Avi Loeb and Gary Nolan. We have, there's certain people out there that are, are think that there's, you know, there's something to this. Uh, and actually, Jeremy Corbell is now saying that he knows for a fact that there's something to this. And see, the difference between what I say all the time is like, yeah, I say I know, but he's saying he actually, uh, he, he knows, he's actually been talking to people that are telling him this, that they are actually working on this. So that's how he knows for a fact. And he's not telling us, obviously he's not telling us everything. For all we know, they might have even showed him evidence, you know, to his face. I mean, we just don't know. But he's saying that it's all going to come out. And, you know, it is, it is going to come out. At some point, uh, hopefully this year, hopefully 2023 is the year that this all this nonsense ends. Uh, I, I would hope so. And at least get the confirmation from the government, the government or, you know, again, it's the secret control group. I mean, again, it's not the whole the whole Pentagon. I would say again, like I always say, 99 percent of the Pentagon that most I, I would say that at least probably that 
do not have a need to know. There's a secret control group, and there are some Pentagon officials that are associated with that, along with some uh, people in the weapons manufacturing uh, business that are working on this in secret. And they and the Pentagon is basically acting like, to me, what's going on a lot of the time. There's a secret control group, and then there's some, some officials in the Pentagon who some may know a little, some may know nothing, right? Right, some may know everything, right? But there's some officials within the Pentagon that basically act like a bodyguard to the secret control group and just keep coming out to the public and the and the media and telling them, "Hey, there's nothing to this. Yeah, we have no evidence of extraterrestrials." Blah 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 blah. But of course, then again, though there are some of us who have studied this enough at this point, and we know for a fact that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. We know uh, some of us uh, know for absolute certain, right? Because again, you know, j just like uh, some people have, uh, you know, stepped forward and, and talked with uh, uh, people like Jeremy Cor Dip Corbell personally and told him to his face that, yeah, I've worked on this stuff. Yeah, this is extraterrestrial. Yeah, just like that, right? Uh, he has that kind of proof. There's some people, you know, like me. There's you know millions of people like me out there who've actually seen these things up close and personal with their own eyeballs, right? And have actually encountered alien beings that beings that are obviously not humans uh, that are somehow you know doing something here and you know interacting with the human race. So we we know that. So, but it's very interesting, and uh, it's good to see this kind of stuff because you know we have been getting. Basically, recently, the, the mainstream media is, you know, recently it's been a joke. Uh, we have uh, stupid, you know, there's an article recently this uh, last week that came from uh, John Greenwald from the Black Vault. I read the article like three times, and he's, he's quoting anonymous sources. Basically, to me, right, it looks like it's just an attempt to uh, discredit Lou Elizondo. I mean, and there's really nothing there. There's really no evidence there, but he makes it sound like there is. And, and so I don't know what, well, I don't know what's wrong with him. These, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. You know, I appreciate the stuff Greenwald does with trying to get freedom of information act, you know, filing freedom of information act requests all the time for UFO stuff. But for some reason, apparently, uh, I guess it has something from, from things that I've learned from, uh, other UFO researchers uh, like Rob Heatherly over at Military Witnesses to UAP, uh, like he uh, was talking recently about how, uh, you know, Elizondo was supposed to have a, or excuse me, uh, Greenwald, you know, won an interview with Elizondo. Elizondo was at one point uh, in re uh, about a year or so ago, Elizondo said he wasn't going to have any more, uh, do any more interviews for a while. And uh, Greenwald wanted to get that final interview and uh, Elizondo uh, didn't give it to him and I think apparently Greenwald got upset about that that's what it looks like I mean that's what it could that's what it possibly is you know so that's why he's you know playing this game you know he may, I guess he feels like he's been spurned similarly to, you know so the same way with this uh, uh, this other actually a UFO believer Stephen Greenstreet who turned into a debunker and basically tries to uh, you know, ridicule the whole topic now, uh, surprisingly. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with some of these guys. I'm not, I don't even want to talk about them. I, I, I to me, that's their non stories. They're, they're, to me, what the, those guys are, like right now, when I, when I look at Greenwald and Green Street, they look like people who are, who are just, uh, reaching at straws. They're trying to get attention, uh, over nothing, over nothing burgers. Greenwald, meanwhile, seems like he has, uh, you know, I don't know. He's trying to make for for I don't which doesn't make any sense to me. He's trying to make Elizondo look bad, right? Lou Elizondo. Uh, he's trying to make him look bad when it's you know all these years the Pentagon 
It's been the Pentagon that's been doing this cover-up, right? It seems like now, when it comes to Elizondo, he's more willing... Greenwald is more willing to sit there and listen to the... Uh, uh, to what the Pentagon says or any kind of documents that they provide with regard to Elizondo, then so it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any, I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the Pentagon, here's what I always say. When it comes to the UFO subject, you cannot trust the Pentagon. That's period. That's it. You can't trust, when it comes to UFOs, you can't trust the Pentagon, right? They'll, they'll smear you, they'll ruin your life. That, these kind of things have happened throughout the decades, right? And apparently they don't like what Lou Elizondo did. When you know Lou Elizondo, as we all know, stepped out of the shadows in 2017, and along with him, somebody leaked uh, some, those three videos, you know, that we we've been talking about, that, you know, for the last uh, five uh, over five years now. And ever since then, it seems like there's been an effort. You know, there's been some obviously some effort behind the scenes uh, some people within the pentagon are trying to you know put the genie back into the bottle push the toothpaste back in the tube right uh they, you know they came clean about those those videos at first and and then they tried to, they're trying to you know downplay it now they're giving us nonsense they're shooting they just recently they did this all this nonsense with shooting down the uh balloons and other uh uh uh, conventional objects which was just all a big show for nothing there's nothing to, there's nothing to all of that that was there was, again i've talked about that i'm not going to get into that again but the the fact is is that the pentagon has been trying to put the toothpaste back into the tube but yeah i, I don't understand you know how someone like greenwald wants to basically smear someone like lou elizondo uh, with this article, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll leave the link for that too. You could check it out for yourself. But he, you know, it's it's nonsensical. I I really don't even know what the point of it all is. I really don't. I mean, I was a reporter for what 14, 13, 14 years, a newspaper reporter. I covered uh, governments in different city, different places across the country. Right, I, that article that he wrote was—I—I I, I don't know what the point of it was. I really don't. I mean, he had an anonymous source from the Pentagon. How could you trust any of that stuff? For one thing. And the article really didn't make much sense to me. It really didn't. And uh, I don't know what the point of it was. But again, it's like, well, why is why is the Greenwald's focus on something like that when the bigger picture is right in front of his face and he knows it? He should know it anyway. I mean, let me tell you something. Uh, there, there is an extraterrestrial presence here, and the Pentagon is most certainly lying about it. I know this because I saw one of these craft with my own eyeballs, and I've encountered one of those beings. So I know this for a fact, so I don't understand. I guess, you know, this is my problem. You know, some of these people out there, like these people who study, study this uh, subject, they still, some of them, right, even though they're, they're very interested and they're studying this, and there's all this data and information, all this, all this eyewitness accounts, they still can't get themselves to believe it. They need something from the officials i understand that i get it right but i if you're close to it if you're somebody who's close to this right someone like green street someone like uh greenwald if you're close to this you're fo you're focusing on the wrong things man you're just focused on the wrong aspects of this you need to re recalibrate because you're on the wrong track let me tell you something right now because in the in the final analysis at some point i don't know again it could be 75 years from now it could be next week Right at some point, the the, the 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 this is all going to come out. There's going to be something that's going to happen where it's going to come to an end. All of this nonsense is going to come to an end. All of this cover up is going to come to an end, and we're all going to know that there has been a cover up. Right? And I don't even care about. Actually, right here's here's another thing. I just want to say this. I don't even really care about the cover up. Once they come clean, I don't care about. You know, you know, I, I, yeah. Some people might be filing lawsuits, and a whole bunch of people will be upset, and their feelings are going to be hurt. But you know what? I don't care. I think we move on from that. Right, I think we just move on. Okay, go, okay, yeah, we get it. Okay, you're covering up. You waited too long, but hey, so what? Okay, what do you got? That's that's how I feel about it.
I mean, in a way, I'm very pro Pentagon on this too. You know, in in one respect, you know, I I, I, I you know, <laughs> they're here, they're protecting our country. You know, you you know, it's a uh, you know, I love what they do. Except the one part I hate what they do is with this whole UFO cover UFO cover up. Now again, there's a secret control group that's hiding in the shadows that's somehow got this authority. Somebody somehow was granted this authority to keep this a secret, and that needs to come to an end. And you know, when it does come to an end, hey, we'll move on. And hey, it looks like it might be coming to an end. You know, at this year possibly, if you if you listen to to what uh, Jeremy Corbell is saying. So hopefully he's right. Hopefully these people he's talking about continue to step forward. I'm, I'm assuming one of the people he's talking about has to be Dr. Eric Davis. As we know, apparently he's met with some people in Congress already. Dr. Eric Davis, of course, from the famous Wilson Davis memo. Uh, you know, when he met, he took notes during a meeting with Admiral Thomas Wilson uh, of the Navy, uh, who... Uh, basically told him in 2002 that there is a secret control group basically that 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 has authority with this uh with uh, reverse engineering but and and wilson wanted to see this stuff and he wanted to be part of he wanted to be brought in on this and they wouldn't let him and he was told by his superiors that uh, well uh yeah stay away from it don't worry about it and if you keep pushing this well guess what you're going to lose your ranking and all that kind of stuff and you know we'll ruin your life I, you know i so there's probably more people like this I'm assuming Eric Davis is one of them and there's probably other people too that are going to step forward that that uh, Corbell is aware of and that's very interesting again the difference between what he's saying and things like people like me are saying is that he's actually been seeing talking some, to some of these people who are telling him face to face or someone like me I've done enough research to know that there most certainly has to be uh, a government uh, secret control group that has been studying this for many many decades now anyway we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back I'm going to talk about um, something that uh, might happen in the future uh, that might we won't even need disclosure from the government and it will call come to a crashing conclusion all in one fell swoop Okay, we are back. Um, as many of you know, I've talked a lot of over 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 the past year and a half or so since I started this podcast. I've talked, a, I've mentioned a lot. I've talked a lot about the Phoenix Lights uh, uh, event in 1997, where basically well over a thousand people uh, in Arizona in the Phoenix area saw a incredibly gigantic craft, you know, floating around, um, including the governor uh, there at the time. He saw it too, uh, and. You know, people. Many, many people saw it. They said it was gigantic. It was incredible. It was basically a gigantic triangle just hovering around that region, and uh, you know, a lot of people saw it. And you know, the the government tried to say it was uh, different things. They tried to give different excuses. Oh, it was flares, or it was uh, jets in formation. All kinds of different uh, excuses. But none of those. They they were just lying, like they usually do when it comes to these big events. And that was that case was no different. And then. There was another case that, uh, you know, that happened in uh, 2008, in the winter of 2008 in Stephenville, Texas, which I've broached on a few times. And I want to go through that really quick because, again, this was a second case. It wasn't as, uh, apparently not as many people saw this, but there were quite a few people in, Stephen, in the Stephenville, Texas area that did see a gigantic object. And uh, there was an article here for, that I dug up from MUFON 
uh, and I'll leave the link for this. It says, uh, uh, MUFON releases report on UFO sighting in Stephenville, Texas. And actually, this uh, happened and uh, started on January 8th, 2008. And, and, uh, and there were, you know, it lasted for about three days. A lot of people were seeing this, you know, objects, big object, other objects. It was, it was, it was basically, it seemed like the extraterrestrials were putting on a show. Uh, but anyway, it says on January 8th, 2008, in Stephenville, Texas, one of the larger UFO sightings in the United States occurred. A few, uh, a few days ago, the UFO investigative organization Mutual UFO Network released a 77-page report on the sighting. MUFON is a UFO investigative organization in the United States. The MUFON report, titled Special Research Report Stephenville, Texas, was written by Glenn Scholes and Robert Powell. Scholes has radar experience from working at the White Stands Missile Range. Powell has a chemistry degree and has extensive experience with semiconductors from working for advanced micro devices. The, the report is an analysis of radar records from the Federal Aviation Administration and the National Weather Service obtained through several Freedom of Information Act requests and, con and comparing them to witness accounts. Schultz Powell concluded that the radar data confirms the witness observations of an object as well as the Air Force's statement that said 10 aircraft were operating in the area. They say that it is too difficult to say what the witnesses saw, but that there was something there. Twice, they say, radar picked up an object traveling at nearly 2,000 miles per hour, and at other times it showed a slow-moving object. Much media attention has been focused on the report's observation that the radar records show one of two objects moving directly toward the Prairie Chapel Ranch in Crawford. This is the home of the United States President George W. Bush and has been nicknamed the Western White House. They did not draw any conclusion as to why such movement was observed. The authors also concluded that military air activity was heavy at the time and that the radar records show no overt action toward the unknown object object <clears throat> they expressed concern about the possibility that this could have been a terrorist aircraft with no transponder schultz powell stated that they felt that they had been stonewalled in some of their freedom of information act requests by some government agencies they encouraged the government to more readily provide more information about the incident the Stevensville incident, uh, incident on January 8th saw dozens of witnesses reporting a large object in the evening sky that hovered above the community before it took off at a high speed. Steve Allen, a pilot, observed the object from the ground and described it as being a half mile with flashing strobe lights. He also said that it was pursued by two fighter jets when it disappeared at a speed he estimated to be 3,000 miles per hour. Here's a direct quote from Alan. He says, I don't know if it was a biblical experience or somebody from a different universe or whatever, but it was definitely not from around these parts. Now, let me just stop there for a second. So, again, this is another case where a giant object, which is obviously not human-made, obviously it's uh, uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial, a giant half a mile, half a mile wide flying up in the sky with a strobe light and then jets appear fighter jets appear right the thing takes off we've heard these stories so many times it happens so many times but this is the other witnesses that, I, that at the time that i thought was really this was a really interesting witness here uh no not not this one but the next one excuse me i'm sorry about that another witness was local law enforcement officer leroy gateman who reported it as a red glowing object suspended three thousand feet in the air it was so fast I couldn't track it with my binoculars, said Gaiman. Now, this guy here, the next one, this is the guy I'm talking about, Rick Sorrells. Uh, this guy here, 
saw this object basically in broad daylight while he was hunting, and the thing was gigantic. And anyway, Sorrel says, he saw the object while deer hunting in the woods. You could look at the trees and it was right there, he told ABC News. He estimated it to be the length of three or four football fields, though he could not be entirely sure due to his vantage point. Sorrels has later claimed that military helicopters have since overflown his property at low altitude and that he has been getting strange phone calls. He also claims that an unknown man came to his door, even once told him that, son, we have the same caliber weapons you have, but we have more of them. After Sorrels grabbed his rifle and said, and the guy said, you need to shut your mouth about what you saw. So basically, this guy was getting threatened. We've heard these kind of stories before. This guy was getting threatened. You need to, the guys told him, you better, you need to shut your mouth about what you saw, you know. And I remember, I remember actually seeing an interview with this guy at the time uh, with Sorrels. And basically, I mean, this object that he saw was gigantic. I mean, incredibly large. I mean, beyond anything that we could possibly have. And it was, there was no sound coming from it. I mean, it's a, that, I mean, that would be impossible for us to have something like this. We, we are just, just not that technologically advanced to have something like that. And again, the threats, the threats come. Uh, but anyway, uh, continuing it here, it says, Soros con- uh, later told the Empire Tribune newspaper, I'm trying to decide whether or not to open the door. We're just standing there face to face looking at each other. I'm, I'm th- looking at each other. I'm thinking he's dressed for the elements and the dogs are raising such a ruckus. He must know he's in danger of being caught. That's when I realized he wanted to see me. The man then turned and walked, uh, turned away and walked into the woods. So some strange guy's coming up to his door, telling him to keep his mouth shut and then goes walking away. Now, I guess there's always a possibility this could have been one of the extraterrestrials. We've heard, like, sometimes I believe that uh, these, uh, this sounds like a men in black kind of story, right? Whether, uh, uh, but we do know government officials have threatened people before, you know, Roswell. There's so many different people in Roswell that claim this kind of uh, activity. But sometimes these men in black incidents, which could be government officials, you know, or sometimes maybe they could be extraterrestrials in disguise or maybe some sort of hybrid extraterrestrial that gets sent out to you know try to threaten people and keep their mouth shut but then again if that were the case if it were aliens why were they showing up in a giant spacecraft in the in the first place so that doesn't make any sense for me to me at all uh so i i, I would imagine that somebody from the government decided to go to this sorrels guy and basically keep your tell him to keep his mouth shut uh i mean because he was very convincing I mean, the guy was, why, why, he had no reason to lie. I mean, he's out deer hunting. He looks up to the trees and there was this object that could, I mean, it was completely covering the entire sky. You couldn't, you could, you could, he could barely see where the edges were. Continuing with this little article here. Now, this was, this article was put together by MUFON, I guess, uh, shortly after this incident happened. The United States Air Force initially said witnesses must have seen reflections coming coming from commercial airliners. However, they later clarified that 10 F-16 Fighting Falcons had been on a nighttime training mission in the area on January 8th. In the intro, again, it's it's airplanes. Now, come on. We see people know what people aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. I mean, these, these things happen all the time. People would report them every, you know, we would, you know, this would happen regularly. It's just not going to happen. We people know the difference between jets, right, in formation, and a giant singular object. In the interest of public awareness, Air Force Reserve Command Public Affairs realized that an error was made regarding the reported training activity of military aircraft. Said the statement. So again, the statement comes like first because they didn't have this a statement initially, so they had to make something up and pretend that they, oh yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah, there was uh, there was uh, ten. Uh, 
the ten uh, F-16 fighting Falcons flying around at night. I said, nothing to worry about. Those people, they, 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 you know, they're stupid. They didn't, they didn't know what they saw. Basically, that's what it is. According to Air Force spokesperson Carrie Lewis, the aircraft were from the 457th Fighter Squadron, and the error in the initial report was due to an internal communications problem between offices at the base. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some uh, fighting falcons that were sent out, you know, to look at these ob- uh, this object or objects, right? I wouldn't be surprised at all ha- ha- if they were sent out, uh, but... Uh, to, to try to chase it away or see what it is or whatever right but uh th- this was all nonsense again they always tell you tell stuff like this you know because they have to you know, maintain this cover-up you know, you know for whatever again i think the cover-up comes that comes down to um you know comes it, it basically the reason is because they're reverse engineering these things behind the scenes i think originally it was because there was concerns about panic but over time it turned into hey hey uh if we reverse engineer this stuff, we could take over the world. We can control everybody, even people within our own country. I mean, because really, I mean, that's really what would could could be. I mean, basically, a small group controlling this, right? Controlling this information, you know, even our own. I mean, they would have control over everything, right? Basically, if you had this kind of technology, you could. It could be used for nefarious purposes, couldn't it? I think it could. But you know, this is I, there was another story that, that that happened. This 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 kind of thing where these main major events they happen, you know, every now and then, right? And in fact, there was one that happened in 1950 in Farmington, New Mexico, and uh, you know, this is a lot of people don't know about this. But here is an article I dug up from 2021 that was written uh, that w- appeared on Mystery Wire and was written by George Knapp, of course, the famous. Uh, UFO investigator who broke the Bob Lazar story back in 1989, and also uh, Duncan Phoenix. And I'll read some of this article, and I'll also leave the link for you. It says, Long before the current wave of headlines about UFO incidents, American newspapers considered the mystery to be a serious subject. One of the most spectacular cases uh, of all time occurred over a three-day period in 1950. Thousands of witnesses saw hundreds of unknown objects in the sky. Uh, and then they have a picture of a newspaper article here from 3-18-1950, the Los Angeles Times. So this was being talked about, uh, you know, by a lot of people, by not a lot of newspapers. So it was, in, it was in the public eye. For most, just hearing someone say Roswell, New Mexico, conjures up the crash of something outside of town in July 1947. The Roswell incident is now widely considered the granddaddy of all UFO cases. But three years later, in another part of the state, there was a much bigger an event, a much bigger event, an armada of unknown aircraft put on a spectacular display that lasted nearly three days. It happened in the rural town of Farmington, New Mexico. According to first-hand witness reports, newspaper headlines and stories, and government documents, the town was buzzed by various UFOs over three days. The reports describe people seeing classic flying saucers, some of which flew in distinct formations, while others performed impossible maneuvers. Uh, then David Marler, the uh, who was being interviewed for this article, and he was an investigator who, uh, who looked into this case uh, extensively. Uh, he says, I love this headline, Spaceships Cause Sensation. That's what Marler said. These were front page news stories at that time. And you know, when we talk about the sightings, to your point, we have to underscore the fact that this was two and a half to three days of broad daylight sightings of anywhere from single to dozens to quite literally hundreds of reports. 
David Marler is one of the most meticulous UFO researchers anywhere. During the interview with Mystery Wire, Marler explained that he ca- he called a quick rundown of the he what he called a quick rundown of the events from March 1950. In Tuca Macari, New Mexico, which is on the opposite end of the state on the far east end, we have a flyover of a solita- solitary object that was documented in the Tuca Tuca Macari Daily Times. It was described as a saucer, and they could tell it was a saucer because of the way it tipped and moved. They could appreciate it from different vantage points, which is interesting because that echoes other reports that we heard from Farmington. That was at 9.15 on Friday, March 17th. And then we have 10.15 a.m. in Farmington. Five to nine saucers observed directly over Main Street, departed to the northeast, and were reported 45 minutes later to the west of town by other witnesses. 10.30 hundreds that's a quote from the newspaper of objects seen west of town from the farmington daily times 10 30 a red object was observed in two revolving discs seen having a tussle in the sky then we have at 10 30 another portion of the sky revolving discs swooping and swerving and turning like a top were reported by witnesses and then at 10 35 three objects stage a day, a day dogfight in the sky again a direct quote from the newspaper where these things seem to be interacting with one another at 11 o'clock we had a sighting of a solitary saucer shaped object that circled town came from the southwest and departed to the northeast with a sudden burst of speed 11 o'clock two metallic ufo were seen smaller ufo moving very fast south to north and a larger one was seen stationary so these weren't objects blowing in the wind one was stationary while the other one was moving 11 15 to 11 30 swarm of hundreds of objects observed red object is seen again and reported by witnesses these departed to the northeast with a sudden burst of speed two o'clock now we're into the afternoon a silvery object shaped like a rectangle with rounded ends was seen moving in a westerly direction at three o'clock a fleet of hundreds again direct quote from the newspaper flying formation from the northeast headed to the south southwest now as you can see i'm just going to stop there for a second i mean this is incredible and you know there was like thousands of people at least over a thousand people apparently that saw this in this area i mean it went on for three days it was they're putting on a daylight show i mean it was objects all over the place doing all kinds of crazy things and crazy maneuvers that well traditional aircraft is you know especially back then i mean even today would not would be it would be you know very different we wouldn't be able to do it uh, continuing with this statement from Marler, he says, At the, that same time, I was able to find in my research, based on Albuquerque newspapers, that there was a sighting also corroborated in Project Grudge Files. Three tech sergeants, sergeants and an Air Force captain standing on the tarmac of Kirtland Air Force Base at 3 o'clock saw three objects moving off to the northeast over the Sandia Mountains. It was significant enough that they officially reported it to Project Grudge. And then later in the afternoon, there's no time actually listed in the newspaper over Las Vegas, uh, over Las Vegas, New Mexico, a flyover of multiple unidentified aerial objects was seen. And then in Tucumacari, uh, again, on the east end of the state, we have a flyover of multiple objects with a red leader being observed as well. And that's one of the consistent themes is this red object that was different from the others. The other ones were described as silver or gray moving into formation. Not a V, for, not a v formation, I might add. All the witnesses were extremely adamant because many were former World War II military veterans they said that who said that they were moving in a formation but not an echelon formation like we would do with a jet aircraft 
Marler calls this all a significant series of sightings. We have hundreds, if not thousands of witnesses, not just in Farmington, not just an Aztec, not just in New Mexico, but in San Antonio, Dallas, and even down into Mexico City. Just in the last month, Marler uncovered a new witness account from the UFO sightings in Farmington. He said he was reviewing the October 1950 nightcap, uh, which was the uh, investigative uh, National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Uh, they, they used to investigate uh, this these incidents. It was like a, a private uh, civilian group in the, from the 50s into the 70s, I believe. He said he was reviewing an October 1950 nightcap UFO file and stumbled across a misfiled UFO report related to Farmington. This report, for the first time, included a witness sketch from the Farmington event. So it had a sketch showing, uh, you know, where the object, you know, how it was moving and what the object looked like. I mean, basically, it was saucer shaped, just a drawing of a saucer. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to stop there. The rest, there's a there's a whole interview here that you could watch uh, online uh, on YouTube, and that is included in the that will be included in the link for this for this mystery wire article. But uh, I guess the point of all of this is you see that every now and then it seems like something like this happens. Now this Farmington event happened over the course of three days, where people were seeing all kinds of flying saucers and other strange objects just flying around. You know doing crazy stunts basically in the sky and, and everyone a lot of people saw this uh and you know and then if you look at 1997 the phoenix lights you know you had that incident and of course the 2008 you had the stephenville texas incident and again the 2008 the you know probably the most recent you know mass sighting the mass big of giant event you know with stephenville uh but again, back in 2008, you know, the technology of the cell phone, right, wasn't as good as it is now, right? Not as many people had them back in 2008. In fact, I didn't get my first cell phone until 2007 when I when I moved to Hawaii. And and if you did, even if you did have one, that first cell phone I had was one of those flip phones. Uh, and uh, yes, you know, they they didn't really do a good job at. at making good videos not like this thing this thing this cell phone i have now could do up to 8k and a lot of other people have these even if it does four who cares it they, they basically all do high definition recording now so the next time one of these things happens right the next time there's another incident like this where there's the farmington 1950 incident the 1997 phoenix lights incident or the um the 2008 stephenville texas incident and there's some other incidents too right where there was multiple uh, lots of people who see objects right next time one of these things happens right and there's like over a thousand witnesses and uh, uh, you know people filming it from uh, you know hundreds of different vantage points potentially right what's the government gonna do then what are they gonna do are you gonna say oh yeah it was uh, balloons and fighter jets and uh, yeah uh, uh, natural phenomena uh, meteors you know, but what are you going to do when when that's not what when you could just tell by looking at it that that's not what it is? See, that, that, that it's so stupid to continue playing this game because again, one of these events is going to happen again. It's just bound to it. Just the, the, every now and then, these these beings obviously want to put on a show for whatever reason, and they want to put it on in front of a, a a large group of people. Sometimes these shows will last for days. Next time it happens, you're going to have uh, you're going to have you, you're going to have uh, not only regular people filming, and if it lasts for three days, like this Farmington incident, right? If it lasts that long, you're going to have news cameras from all over the world. You know, they'll get there and they'll start filming it live. There'll be live feeds on TV. What are you, how are you going to stop it? You're not going to, you're not going to be able to stop it. You won't be able to cover that up. 
So again, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense to continue to cover up because of incidents like this. I mean, there's a, a, a basically an armada of UFOs showed up in 1950 in Farmington. Then you have the Phoenix Lights, you have Stephenville, Texas. Again, now uh, the, the technology that people had. I mean, yeah, there's apparently there was a picture that was taken. Uh, there were, there were there were some images, video and stuff that was taken of the Phoenix Lights, right? But it, again, the technology we had back then wasn't that good, you know. To you know, but and there was uh, some imagery. There was some video, from what I recall, of uh, the Stephenville, Texas, uh, Stephenville, Texas stuff. But again, it wasn't that good. But the next time, everything's different now because of these things, cell phones. Everything's different now. You know, next time everyone's going to be filming this stuff, and and there's going to be nothing. All the king's horses and all the king's men aren't going to put this Humpty Dumpty back together again, right? This going to be that's going to be the end game, right? So again, why are we playing this game? You're going to wait till something like that happens, and then pretend you never knew they were here? Because we, let me tell you something, they are here. They are here. It's time to get this. You know, it's time to end this nonsense, and before something like that like that happens. Anyway, uh. Until next time.